1: in the Super Bowl, just take the Super Bowl performances, nobody ever has competed on the level Joe Montana competed on. Not even close. And in the regular season, I watch every game in the regular season. The best down-to-down, Sunday-to-Sunday quarterback I've ever seen regular season was
2: Peyton Mack. Mike Francesa, regular season quarterback. Yeah. That's always going to be out there with him, isn't it? For what, Peyton Manning? For Peyton Manning. I mean, he won two Super Bowls. One of them as a passenger. The, the Broncos Super Bowl. You know, he. he ended- I'm not even saying it's right. I'm just saying it's always going to be said, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. Uh, we're we have, we're having our a good, honest to goodness Brady conversation. And have it, we have we gotten anywhere? Do we do? Are we feel more confident that he's not on well, the Gretzky level? You know, I haven't. I haven't followed up with those that say yes, which the majority say he is, that Brady is on Gretzky's tier. And we've also talked about that. It was like Serena and Tiger, that tier. Gretzky had his number retired by the entire league. This is how this conversation came up. Titans left tackle Taylor Lewan saying that they should Mm -hmm. retire the number 12 around the league. Which is absurd. Would anybody that is voting yes, he's on Gretzky's tier, would anybody say they should do that? No. no right. I mean, nobody. Gretzky wearing ninety nine was unique. Twelve, yeah. you could you could feel what? A, how many Hall of Famers have worn number twelve? And what <laughs> this would be funny though. Go tell Aaron Rodgers he's not allowed to wear <laughs> number twelve anymore. Yeah, he would probably riot. Um, I mean, twelve. Yeah. for quarterbacks is Rodgers, Jim Kelly, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, Roger Staubach. Staubach yes, Joe Namath. Rodgers. We're, you we're just Rogers going to retire famous? 12 and say we did it for Tom. Chris Olave. Starting to become a receiver number even. It's not a good receiver number. 12? Terry Bradshaw. Yep. we. A yeah. lot. Yeah, Olave and receivers wearing it is rare, but when they do. Listen, yeah, it's not great. if we're in the teens, 11 is a good receiver number. Uh-huh. 12 is not. 13 is. 14 is. 15 is okay. 16 not a good receiver number. Okay. 17 not a good receiver number. Ooh, 17's not. It's it's okay. I feel like seventeen's usually pretty good. 18, Eighteen, eh, and nineteen is good. 19 That's the definitive. Good. What about ten? Good. Okay, that's the defini- definitive. Definitive receiver. Science. It's all science. Number, science. Number science backed. Yeah. Alave wearing twelve. The, the other thing too is ninety nine is retired in a sport where there are what six defensemen, twelve forwards, and two goalies. Twenty people. Yeah. There are twenty numbers in circulation for each game. That is less than half of what football has. There are fifty-three numbers every game for each team, so it, th- there are just there are less numbers in circulation. How many people wore ninety-nine even before Gretzky? Yeah, I was going to say like people didn't it out of respect. I think somebody maybe did before Gretzky, and there's like one guy, and that's it. So you you weren't really doing it. You weren't you weren't taking it away from many guys at least. Wilf Payment and Rick Dudley wore ninety-nine. Rick Dudley here yeah. in you, Buffalo. In... So a Sabers wore ninety nine. Okay, it is. Cool. I didn't know that. I mean, NHL Who wore it best? Like best numbers of all time, and it's presented. Dan Rosen, Tom Galidi did this for NHL.com. It's kind of funny. Like who wore ninety nine? Gretzky is listed, and then others receiving votes. Rick Dudley. I, did somebody vote for Rick Dudley as the Nobody best? Nobody could have voted. Nobody could have done that. Right. Yeah, right. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Okay. So I, I, the to recap where we're at on. Is Brady on that tier? I think the best argument for no is that he was only a first-team All-Pro three times. Yeah. And while he and Peyton Manning played at the same time in the NFL, it was 7-2 to two Manning, best quarterback in the league. 7-2, to two, which is exactly the number of championships that Brady has on Manning, 7-2. to two. Mm-hmm. By the way, other NFL players that have three first-team All-Pros in their careers, Mike Allstott, <laughs> Devontae Adams, Eric Berry, Brett Favre. This, by the way, looks like the perfect, the perfect Sneaky Joe troll tweet. Yep. Tom Brady has as many first-team All-Pros as Mike Allstott. As Mike Alstott, Just put that into the universe no. and watch yeah, Twitter. I mean, yes. NFL Twitter will come for you. I, I want it. Should I Should I try to find a guy that has more, though? Might be better. Troy Palomalu, not... Nah, Cor ooh, Cordero, Cordero Patterson. He's got what? Four first got team got four, all pros? Four first team all pros. Travis Kelsey has more. And still going. Johnny well, punters. That's kind of cheating, I think. Yeah, I think special teams I think Allstott is your tweak. Allstott. Okay. If you want the, the NFL world to come for you. Mike Allstott. All right. I'm doing it right now. Jeff and Kenmore. What's up, Jeff?
3: Hey, man. Hey, uh, listen to the show. I mean, I I'm not gonna say Brady's not a great quarterback, maybe the best patriot ever. No, but uh, as far as him, if you think about his career, he played in AFC East for twenty some years, twenty twenty years, I think it was twenty one, and thirty three wins against Buffalo. I mean, and, and when you play the AFC, you're guaranteed a playoff spot for seven. I mean, was it seventeen or eighteen of those seasons? Yep. And I think that kind of uh, kind of gets you in, and maybe even kind of offers you like a five game win almost every everybody in your division every year. And then when you look at the flake gate, uh, it's not so much about him handling the ball. If you think about if he hands the ball off to a running back or throws the ball to someone and it's deflated slightly, if you look at the fumble stats during those years for the Patriots, they're off the chart as far as they do not give up a fumble in, you know compared to everybody else in the league. right? So those stats, of course, with spygate and whatever else and then when you go back to um like regular season stats uh i i mean everyone's comparing super bowl and regular season I and mean, when you look at gretzky compared to ovechkin uh, uh my issue over there is uh, you know they're using regular stats and scoring but i definitely Gretzky's better than ovechkin as far as uh, uh goat status uh, uh, but let's go back to brady well, well, I, I just think it's Go ahead, Jeff. I want
2: to ask you about that because we will have this conversation about Ovechkin in a year and a half or two years. When Ovechkin passes Gretzky for all-time goals, will you – I mean, not to say he's a better player, but won't he be no. – won't he have the claim to the best goal scorer of all time?
3: No, because if – okay, that's regular season stats. Add in playoff goals. Gretzky well, still beats him. Well, no, add him points. Add him points. Well, Gretzky, no, and, Gretzky played in an era where four teams missed the playoffs. Look how many, but look how many playoffs the. Goal but
2: but it was because it was impossible to miss the playoffs. The Sabers made the playoffs like twenty three of twenty five years in that era. And, and again, like just to to get this to the Ovechkin conversation, I'm, I don't think anybody would tell you. I shouldn't say anybody, but I don't think there'll be a big push to name Ovechkin the new great one. No, no. on a tier, no. but. I do think the claim to no, I, the claim to best goal scorer of all time, he might already have that claim, and it's only f- a formality to get above Gretzky that it ultimately will put him where everyone's more comfortable giving him that.
3: Yeah, but look at the points. Look how many assists Gretzky. No, I know, but we're not talking about the, points. The conversation about is about no, 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 I know, but best, go- best goal scorer does not mean best best at
2: all. <laughs> I think it just means no, best think, goal. Yeah, who
3: it, was the best at putting right, the puck in the back of the net? Score. And there's nothing against. I mean, he has, if his number beats him, his number beats him, and <laughs> great. Okay, your number beats you, but how many times do you help your teammates score?
2: But that's, it, right, that's, that's But that's playmaking. That's not goal scoring. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about winning, right? I but but no one is scoring. disputing that he's not a
2: better overall yeah. player. We're saying specifically when it comes to he shoots and it goes into the back of the net. Who's better? Yeah. I mean, it's thanks, Jeff. It's a little bit like the home run king. You have the most home runs of all time. It doesn't mean you're better in the field. It's yeah. It's a very specific thing that he's chasing here—the goal-scoring title. You, and I he, think, by the way, he is already above that, that and yeah, definitively. That's. I think a lot of, I think a lot of NHL people would be comfortable saying he's the best goal scorer of all time. He would have gotten there by now if not for lockouts, right? <laughs> and COVID lockouts. He, he's lost like two and a half seasons. Two and a half seasons to, to between COVID and lockouts. Yeah, he would have been there by now. And it would just be adding to his totals. Right. So when that day comes, thanks, Jeff. I don't think anybody's going to say that he's a better player. And, no, if, they're, if, and if they're an no. all-time draft, Gretzky's going ahead of Ovechkin. But if you want to, you know. Crosby's like... going above Ovechkin, isn't he? Would anyone say Gretz... Ovechkin is a better overall hockey player than Sidney Crosby? No, I, w- I don't think so. But I mean, somebody but Ovi's going to have the title of greatest goal scorer of all time. Walter in Toronto. What's up, Walter?
4: Hey, guys. What a great topic. Uh, You must have a lot of calls coming in. Uh, I just want to make a couple of points. Uh, First of all, uh, Bobby Orr is the only defenseman to ever lead the uh, NHL in scoring twice. Uh, And Wayne Gretzky, he never won a cup when he left Edmonton. And you know what? We can talk about statistics all we want. I mean, Marcel Dion, sixth overall all-time NHL scorer. Never won a cup. He's just a footnote. So it's all about the winning. And as much as I loathe Brady, trust me on this one, he's got the 10 Super Bowls. That's incredible. And he's won seven of them. And you know what? It's all about the winning, gentlemen. It's all about the winning. And one way or another, he's a winner. I want to leave you with a trivia question, okay? What's the highest-scoring NHL family? Is it the Brett Hall, Bobby Hall? Is it the Stastny's? The highest scoring NHL family.
2: I think, is it it the Gretzky's? Is it the Gretzky's? Gretzkys?
4: Very good. Keith and Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that's funny.
2: Thanks. That's good, good, Walter. Um, The thing about it's all about the winning. It's not all about the winning. It it, it is, but... That's the thing about, it. you know, these conversations, these opinions. If you want it to be that, you can decide that's what it's all about. Or, you could make it about something else. You could make it about how many times was he voted... By impartial people, the best player at his position. If not saying you have to make it about that, but if that's what you want to make it, it's not hard to just flip the switch in your head and say that's what matters most to me. It's a pie chart. For some people, the winning might be one hundred percent of of their formula for who this is, for who the greatest of all time it is at something. For others, it might be fifty percent, and the accolades will be thirty percent, and the the numbers will be ten percent. Like you got to figure out what that. What that section is for me, it's not a hundred percent. It is a good chunk of it. I'm gonna give credit to the fact that he has seven Super Bowls, but I'm not throwing out other people because he was on a better team with better coaching and All one right. more. We got seven. How many do we take away for Skype for Spygate? This is where you're gonna indulge Ooh, me when it takes them away. At least one. At least one down to six. That's the Rams one, right? That they actually got caught in. Okay. I want to take away. Are we taking away? Did they win at the year DeflateGate happened? Sure, probably. I don't know. To be totally honest, we'll take away that one. We'll take away the Malcolm Butler interception on the Seahawks when they should have just run the ball. Okay, I'm taking away. Right, Pete Carroll gave him a. Pete Super Bowl. Carroll. I'm taking away the coin toss aided ones. That's when they beat Atlanta. Atlanta. Take that one away. And when they went, and they might have lost to Philadelphia, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. When they beat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game, they won on a coin toss in overtime. (laughs) All coin toss-aided Super Bowls. You want to say, like, he's only a winner. Yep. He's pretty good at winning coin tosses. Boom. Three Super Bowls. Just like that. I mean, Josh Allen might have a Super Bowl if a coin toss went differently. In Kansas City last year. He might. If they call the other way, do the Bills go down and score a touchdown and go to the Super Bowl and just, you know, beat the Bengals? Maybe we don't think so anymore. But still, like... This was part of my e- my debate with Eagles fans yesterday is just that sometimes circumstances can get you to the Super Bowl and a narrative can be derived from that when really you didn't have a lot of control over it. The Niners' quarterbacks getting injured. I mean, they don't play in the NFC, I know, but had the Bills played in the NFC, they could have got the one seed. Maybe. They could have played the Giants. They could have then played the Niners and their quarterbacks got hurt. And just like that, oh, if the Bills are the same path as the Eagles – They would probably be sitting here in the Super Bowl, and all the things you would think are wrong with them would not even be mentioned. But everything gets derived from from the winning. When so many times the winning is not entirely decided by like one person, especially let alone the team. Steve writes in Tuck Rule game. Yeah, there you go. Take that one. Tuck Rule game gone. Two Super Bowls. No, we've we've been very complimentary. You're not trying to take Manning's one away, though, for doing this. Why? Because he was, he had like nine touchdowns the final year he won. That's true. Can he we was bad? G- can we give him one for the time they gave up a hail mary miracle at mile high to Baltimore? Sure. Yes. Who was now, that, that safety? Oh Who was that safety? Boy, we're gonna give him back one because of that guy. Was it Harris? Maybe that was the year Manning had fifty touchdowns. Right. That year and they lost on a hail mary. Hold on, I had his stat page open. It was ridiculous. At thirty seven years old, Peyton Manning averaged three hundred and fifty yards per game. Fifty five hundred yards, fifty five touchdowns, ten interceptions. I mean holy cow. Yep. Yeah. And a safety cost 80, him at eight oh three oh five fifty. No, we're not trying to take stuff away from Brady. The, I am. The, the, the conversation really has been about is he the best you ever saw? Is he on the Gretzky tier, the Tiger tier, the Serena tier? Does he lose um, credit for eighty for Brady? Yeah, oh yeah. He should go down a tier just because of that. Oh I'll I'll announce my eighty for Brady bet today, by the way. Okay. I'll good, do that today. Good. Ben in Lackawanna, I'm willing to make a bet on the Bills that, that if it's wrong, I will go see 80 for Brady. we will tell you about that in oh, a little
5: my Ben, goodness. go ahead, Ben. Hi, hi how are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks uh, for calling. Real quick, uh, I thought we were on a, uh, an <laughs> NHL uh, All-Star break this week, right? Yes, that's correct. Well, why are we talking about, can we give everybody a break for hockey? for? A week? Uh, okay, I'll let you, no, no, no. What I wanted to call is about Brady. I'm a big Michigan Wolverine fan, and uh, I loved Brady when he played for Michigan. And I have to admit, when he played for New England, and he kept kicking our off my butt, whatever. I don't want to swear in here, but of course, everybody in Buffalo dislikes Tom Brady. But I have to admit, though, do you think that his farewell speech yesterday, I believe, was totally? I have to give him credit. I believe he needs it. He's not coming back. And then I got a comment about Josh Allen not playing in the Pro Bowl. I mean, I got people around town saying, "I thought he had a bad bad elbow. Why is he playing golf?" But I here's one more thing, and then I'm done. (laughs) Okay. Did he nominate the guy? Well, the backup quarterback from Baltimore to replace him. Was that Josh
2: Allen? No, no, it's a fan vote or something. Jo- the answer to why Josh is playing golf is because he can. He and, doesn't, and I would do the same thing. He doesn't have a game next week. Anybody that's worried about, I saw a little bit of this. Oh, he's he's supposed to be rehabbing his elbow. Yeah, that's not he's not throwing footballs seventy yards. Did you see, by the way, him in his practice round yesterday? Listen, he's wearing shorts. Yeah, it's practice round. You wear shorts in a practice round, Joe. Yeah, Joe maybe you wear, can you wear shorts tomorrow? No, not in the event. You can't. Nope. we're sure they don't. They don't kind of let let off those rules a little bit. Nope. He's gonna be wearing mm. pants. Yeah, Joe and I have a bet. Is what? $10? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. The Josh is gonna wear joggers at the AT and T Pro Am this week. They wouldn't. They would. What? They wouldn't let him on the course if he showed up wearing shorts. I think so. It's a PGA event. But he's not a PGA player. That doesn't matter. Um, so does he fall under the know. same rules as the others? That's a good question. Listen, he's gonna wear joggers because Jeff I have Ryan. faith in him to be on the cutting edge of fashion. But when it comes to Al did I see his practice round? I did see his practice round, Joe. Mm-hmm. I saw him, you know, he played the very famous ocean hole. Yeah. And did he, did he birdie it? So well, I watched the video, like, oh, let's see Josh play the ocean hole. And that's the seventh hole Pebble Beach, right? I went yep. out there with friends and family and played Pebble two summers ago. Yeah. And I play the ocean hole. So uh-huh. I see Josh, and they're like, this is how you play the ocean hole. We watch him hit. <laughs> he hits the green. And I thought, yeah, I hit the green. Yeah, I'm, uh-huh. I am I see you, Josh. Nice shot. And then I saw Josh make the putt for birdie, and I and, thought. And he walked it in. Yeah, and I thought, I didn't make the putt. <laughs> so, so, you know, hey, look at Josh. So She's, windy hole, too. You're. Wa- I'm watching it, the video it, now. That flagstick is moving. It can be a windy hole. It, it, it's, I mean, it's right there on the ocean, so, yeah. I part it. Come on, no joggers. He's going to wear joggers. He, no joggers, he should. Josh. It's come on. the year of the jogger on the PGA Tour. Eight oh All right, let's go to Gino real quick. Gino, squeeze you in. What's up?
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I just want to say, like, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. There, there's no argument against it. There's no... Way you can dispute that. I know we want to split hairs. I'm a Giants fan, so trust me. I'm not Brady's biggest fan. I beat the guy twice
2: in the Super Bowl. I feel like if you had lost to him twice, maybe it'd be a little different. I think you want him to be the GOAT because now you can say you've beat the GOAT twice. Fair fair enough.
1: Also, I'm married to a Buffalo girl, and I know how you guys feel about Brady. I get it, but. Brady, what record doesn't he have? He has seven championships. You can't take anything away from the guy. And if you want to compare him to Gretzky, like Brady left New England, went and won a Super Bowl in Tampa. Gretzky, when he was in Edmonton, he had Messier. He had Curry. He had all those guys, but never won in L.A., never won in New York, never won anywhere else. Greatest greatest hockey player of all time statistically. I won't argue that, but all I'll say is like Brady is on that level and you have to give it to him. I know it's hard for you, you Buffalo guys. Because trust me, I listen to my wife say it all the time.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Gino. I, I will say, you're you're like what record doesn't he have? He has a lot of them. He has he has all the compiling records, right? Mm-hmm. He has the passing yards. He has the passing touchdowns. Passing passer rating. Here, all time best. I'll, I'll take some credit away from Tom Brady here. I'll, I'll get people mad at me. Here we go. Passer rating all time. Quarterbacks that are above Tom Brady. Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. There doesn't have that record, does he? Come on, Tom, <laughs> you couldn't top Garoppolo, the guy that they wanted to replace you with. Higher passer rating all time. I mean, it's well done. Romo, he's tied with Romo. Speaking of that, we should get to will he be Will he be a good analyst? I don't think there's a very good chance of it. I don't know. I feel like you're more open to it than I am. I'm open to it. We've got to get a break in. And then I'm going to tell you about my 80 for Brady bet. I'm ready for it. That's next. It's a Bills topic. I'm so confident, something about the Bills, that if I'm wrong, I I might be out of theaters. I will buy the DVD of 80 for Brady. You have to host a watch party. I will. Yes, I will rent out a theater. (laughs) I will rent out a theater, (laughs) and those of you that want to make this pledge with me, we will all watch 80 for Brady if the Bills do be the saddest this group of people one ever. thing. We'll tell you what that is next.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, time
2: for Bet It or Forget It. We didn't do it yesterday. We're going to do it today. And I'm ready to make a bet with you. If you want to give us a call on Brady... Does Brady make it to the Gretzky tier? We'll continue doing that. we got a little more time in the show. And, again, we're wide open the whole way. But better to forget it. Let's do that first. Okay. It is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. So, mock draft season is upon us. Right? We're going to see mock drafts. Mm-hmm. And Bill's fans are going to click on mock drafts. And they're going to scroll down to 27-28 and see... Alright, who does this person think the Bills are gonna take? Well, Joe, a few years ago a few years, a few days ago, mm-hmm. someone sent one to me that had the Bills taking in the first round B. John Robinson. I want names. <laughs> I want names. I think it was Mike who? S- might have who been Mike, did this? might have been Mike Sando. Yikes. And I am ready to tell you, if the I will bet the Bills do not take a running back in the first round and I have finally met here we go the bet I'm willing to make okay if I lose it I will see 80 for Brady you know what and I'll watch man in the arena oh wow yeah that's that's even more of a commitment My, 80 for Brady what do we think 2 hours yes and that'll be hilarious you're It'll be easy to hate watch man in the arena you're committing to like 20 hours worth of Brady content? If the Bills take a running back in the first round, he's I'm going to need those 20 hours to calm down. Wow, he's serious. That's You think that's going to calm you down, though? Yes. You don't think it's going to make you more angry? No, because nothing could make me more upset on the uh, in a football standpoint than if the Bills take a running back in the first round. It would be incredible. There is no earthly chance and any mock draft that has the Bills taking a running back in the first round like you said, you want names? but How in the world could anybody think that could happen? There's just no way. They've been linked to it every single year. That's, that's not nothing. Travis Etienne, Brees Hall. Have every- they been linked to it, though, or is just people connecting dots that they don't have a running back that, and that they keep thinking that'll happen? That might be it. Like, it, is there just a lot of noise? There's always noise about the Bills and running back. There's noise about the Bills and Barkley. Noise about the Bills and McCaffrey. And yeah. if they get to the 27th pick and they ta- and Bijan Robinson's on the board and they take him, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, we have we a do. major problem. Yeah, we do. Bijan Robinson looks like an incredible prospect. No, right, he's going to go first in every single dynasty mock draft. That is correct. That's coming up in a second. A follow up to that. Okay. If they take a running back in the first round. I mean, I people, lose my mind if they did that. Would you want the GM fired? I mean <laughs> that's a good question. So would I want Bean fired if they drafted Bean I might. <laughs> it, it would be so egregious. It'd be so bad. It would be so egregious. I would you know why I might say yes? I just I would lose all faith in everything they're doing. If the direction of the franchise would they believe is the right fix for what they currently have on offense? If their fix is running back, yeah, I'm gonna. My confidence meter will go almost to zero. Now that I've made this bet, I'm a little nervous, but I still do think there's no chance they're going to do it. I don't either. They've they've done nothing that makes you think they're going to, except be obsessed with running back. They've taken two thirds, a second, yeah. and then traded for one at the deadline, and one of those guys, Singletary, is a free agent, and Hines has to be restructured. He's, I I don't know. So, part of this could even be... So, Schopen Bulldog made a bet yesterday. It's not on the bet board yet. I think we're trying to figure out how to erase these things because we might have used the wrong marker on our <laughs> bet board. Uh, so, it's not up there yet because there's no room. But Mike and Chris bet yesterday. Bulldog is on the side that James Cook will start week one next season for the Bills at running back. And Mike is on no. That he will not. And... I'm very confident. Does they that will... mean take the first carry or the most carries? I don't remember what their parameters were. Right, because that that might be tough. Who like actually starts? If like it's he'll 50-50. he'll be a starter. Yeah, I think it's well, who
0: who is in who takes the first snap first and like snap.
2: The, the announced starting lineups too. Maybe I I think it's Cook and Hines next year in the backfield. Like I feel very confident that it's just those two. They're not going to bring Singletary back unless it is dirt cheap and they like Hines. They talked about him repeatedly in in end of season press conferences about wanting to use him more. Both Bean talked about him and McDermott talked about Hines, so I don't think he's going anywhere. He's getting restructured, though. He's getting restructured. They can save money on the cap by restructuring him. And Cook, what tells you what what in their minds would tell them he can't be their featured running back next year? He was the like the again fancy stats. Which one, like? He was number two in the league in yards per carry, and he was number two among rookie running backs in DYAR or whatever. Yeah. Like, Brees Hall was the best, and Cook was the second best. And like our perception of what he was as a player might have just been wrong. What Georgia thought he was might have been wrong. I mean, they used him well as a pass catching running back. They the Bills did not use him that way at all. I don't think that's his future with the Bills. I think that's Heinz's future with the Bills. And then I he think should, Cook he, uh, he should be a traditional like, he, hand in the ball. Yes, yes, I think. And that can happen, right? Austin Eckler, for the Chargers, came into the league as pass-catching running back, and that's all he does. And after three, four years, they realized, oh, this guy's actually really good, and he's just a traditional running back for them. I think that's Cook. I think Cook is just going to be the running back. And if they draft a guy in the first round... It would be insane. I mean, just... Why did you spend a second on Cook, then? Right. It would just it would blow my mind. Meanwhile, Zach Moss put up good numbers with the Colts in the second half of their season. Good numbers. I... Lots of running backs, I'm sure, would. Follow-up There's follow a little bit of trivia. Mm, make it a bet, whatever. So, speaking of B. John Robinson. In Texas, by the way. Texas running back. Texas running Texas back. For running for back he will be the first running back likely to go off the board. He, like you said, yep. he'll, he'll be the consensus number one fantasy football rookie pick. Yeah. B. John agree, Robinson. Everyone, unless maybe it's Superflex. Sure. Or if he... i mean, Not even really wrong situation. Like, almost any team, he's going to be the number one pick. Yeah. Here's the trivia question to you, Joe, as part of Better to Forget It. You can, just, you can keep it going. We're, yes. Yeah. So, in our league, yeah. I have the first pick. I won the lottery. The League of Shopes and Dreams. Yes. Yeah. I will be taking B. John Robinson because he's consensus. He's announcing it now. You're already, you're already talking contract yes. with him. Yes. Yes. We're holding up the jersey. So, here's the question. According to Fantasy Pros Dynasty Value Chart, okay, how many NFL players' assets right now are worth more than B. John Robinson? Dynasty Value, how many players are worth more than B. John Robinson? I'm going to guess. Let's see. McCaffrey, go Brees Hall. Barkley. I'm going to say, like... Players. Yeah, in the players, league. players. Not just running back. Players. Jefferson, maybe. I guess, like, six. The answer is three. So he's fourth? He is the fourth most valuable asset wow. in the NFL before being on a team, according to Fantasy Pro's Dynasty Value Chart. Can you name the three players ahead of him? Is it... Is Brees Hall one of them? No. Justin Jefferson? Yes. Josh? No. No, there won't be a quarterback. Um, Barkley? No. All right. I, I'm going to. Receiver, usually in Dynasty, is worth a little bit more because of their longevity. So I'm going to go. S- Wait, before that, Kelsey? No. CeeDee Lamb? CeeDee Lamb's tied. Tyree Kill? C. No. CeeDee Lamb's tied with. Uh... With B. John Robinson. Okay. You have one of the three that are worth more wow. than him. Wait, do, we, do we say McCaffrey? You did say it, and he's not worth he's more. He, okay age um it is a dynasty ranking yes you have jefferson and there are two more players who the heck am i missing here uh not eckler nope not jacobs he was although he was like running back two on the season one running back and one more receiver one running back and one more receiver
1: i want to say aj brown but i feel like that's wrong
2: not aj brown I, like, need to – my brain is so unplugged from fantasy right now, clearly. <laughs> um, oh, Jamar Chase. That's correct. Ja- wow, that was, the, that was sitting there the was sitting time. Jamar Chase, yep. and then one running back, is ranked ahead of B. John Robinson. One running back? One. Who am I missing here? Delvin Cook is not going to be this because he's too old. I already guessed Hall. Uh, no one in the NFC South, right? Camara's too old. Chubb? Nope. Jonathan Taylor. Yes forgot he existed
5: so for those of you out there
2: in dynasty leagues as you prepare for your your drafts consider what they're saying about Bijan robinson right now the fourth most valuable asset in fantasy football before he's even on a team and if he goes to the right team he can move ahead one of those what is the right team it's a good question could he he go to number one is the right team the eagles yes they they have a bunch of picks miles sanders is a free agent Yes, yeah. the Eagles are number Oh, my. He would. I bet you if he got drafted by the Eagles and they were in the right spot, right, because they're late in the first, mm-hmm. he would shoot to number one on that list. Like, in a, in a dynasty redraft, not just rookies, but everybody, like you're starting a league, he would go number one.
3: Hmm. All right.
2: That's, um, that's better to forget it. You got anything? You want to tell us anything out I had one. Here we go. Because there are Lamar Jackson odds, updated odds, if he's not on the Ravens for his next team. I think I heard you said yesterday you don't think he'll get traded? I think he'll play with the Ravens, Okay. This is, if not on the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's next team. I'll phrase it this way. If Lamar Jackson gets traded, it will be to an AFC East team. Better to forget it. It's only gonna be... I mean, the Dolphins are And by the way, they are, all three, the, the Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins are all in the top five for odds for Jackson's next team. If he's traded, would I want the AFC East as my pool versus the field? Sure. I've got two options. New England seems like a strange one, but it could happen. They're up there. Yeah. They're above the Dolphins even. It, it would feel strange, but, I mean, Belichick could just say screw it. I'm 71. Let's let's go win. Let me get they, Lamar Jackson. They could also want to run the offense that Baltimore has been running le- the last few years. Ramondre oh, yeah. Stevenson. They've got tight ends that are good that they don't use yet. They just did it with Newton. Right? right. They they ran yeah. that offense with Newton. Right? Run it, throw it to tight ends, get dynamic play from your quarterback and uh, if you want to, let's do the meme where like two hands are shaking on the same thing. Uh, oh. It would be, doesn't know how to get good receivers, doesn't <laughs> need to play with good receivers. Like Lamar yes. Lamar leaving Baltimore, who would never give him receivers, would go to Belichick, who doesn't know how to draft receivers. <laughs> That'd be a win for the Patriots. Right. Here's ba- Kendrick Bourne. The Patriots would walk out and be like, listen, the good news is we, we're bad at this anyway. Right. So we're going to stop drafting receivers. Lamar's used to that. All right. Better to forget it. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. 803 to join us on uh, any of this. Happy Groundhog Day here on WGR. Be caller five right now at 221-4WGR. That's 221-4947 to win a pair of tickets. Before you can buy them to see Luke Bryan, Country on Tour 2023 with Chase Beckham, Tyler Braden, Elena Springsteen, and DJ Rock at Darien Lake Amphitheater, Friday, June 16th, courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Good luck. Punk's Tony Phil says six more weeks of winter. Dunkirk Dave, he sees that as bulletin board material, and he says uh, no. Mm. Early spring. Early spring? Yeah. Early spring. Good. I'm in. When can I golf? Can the, is there a gopher out there that can tell me that? Yeah, you know, when's the temp? We golfed last year. It was 38 degrees in the fall, you and I. We went with Sal and Bulldogs. Yes, we did. Because I saw the picture yesterday. Yeah. 38. It was 38 on a fall day. I think it might have been the last day of golf for us this probably po- Probably. I mean, 38 is pretty cold. 38, though, in the fall. 38 degree fall golf is a lot different than 38 degree spring golf. That's, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, spring golf is wet. Yeah, that's why I'm not a big spring golfer. It usually you, like, I'll see you and Nate and like Bove from Channel 7 and I'll see pictures on social media like out on the course first time and I'm like, yeah, I'll be there in 3 weeks. I mean, let's, let me see it dry out a little bit first. Yeah. My golf game is uh in rough shape because I haven't played. Yep. <laughs> it's been winter and, and no, no domes to and, go to. Well, that's ben, my that's my problem at least. Been to simulators and I'm going again this weekend. The problem is all I've done the entire offseason in golf is watch my Instagram feed give me lessons and put poison swing ideas in my head. So now <laughs> I get to the, the simulator. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, try that thing I saw in that video. Yeah, you know, all these drills, and I'm just lost. Yeah. But I guess that's normal. I was gonna make a golf commitment this winter that I was going to I was going to try to learn the reverse grip that a lot of the pros are doing now. Where instead of your right hand being at the bottom and your left hand on top when you actually swing, a lot of the pros now are doing left hand at the bottom. I was going to try to teach myself that, and then I just, just didn't. Hmm. Super rough, though, too. I went to a simulator the other day, and it, I, the, the beginning of my golf season will probably be a disaster. Well, here's some good news. Source tells me that a uh, local golf club superintendent is forecasting the middle of March. Okay, and they do that for budgeting, like when they're going to start doing stuff. Yeah, they're forecasting the middle of March, which would be you know six weeks. All right, so there you go, beauty. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy White and uh, Sneaky Joe got to get you this. Ross Tucker, I'd like there should be a tweet of the day award. Twitter should give best tweet of the day. All right, just every day. Had this one wins it. T- Ross Tucker won today. You retweeted it. I saw it, and it is. We're going to read it to you, and it's the it's the best take you'll read all day. He wrote. Of Aaron Rodgers. He was never going to give up $60 million guaranteed, regardless. But now, there's a 0.0% chance that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers retires and plays second fiddle to the Tom Brady Hall of Fame celebration five years from now. And that Great is the, take. the most accurate thing that could possibly ever be said. Yep. If Aaron Rodgers was even thinking about retiring... He's not now. Nobody can, no first ballot Hall of Famer that wants to play second fiddle to Tom can call it quits right now. Like, no, I got to play another year. (laughs) Right. He's, he's going to have to just, just, or like, can he beg the Hall of Fame voters? Just like, Hey, just leave me off. I I don't need to be first ballot. Leave me off for a year. We'll We'll do this. We'll do this next year. Yeah. And Rogers, especially right. Because of his persona and the ego, like he is the guy to think this way about. If it were Drew Brees, I'd be like, eh, he might not care. Rodgers would care. There's no way Rodgers will, will retire now. That's probably right. 803 05, 50. We'll get back to our Brady talk. Wait, so I've, I've got analytics on uh, Tony Phil and how accurate. Groundhog Phil's analytics? Been. Yeah. How accurate has the groundhog been? I'm going to guess not very accurate. All right, we'll get to that on the other side.